it's up to you and me to shine a guiding light and lead the way. United by our cause, we have the power to pursue what we believe. We'll achieve the realization of our dreams. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of New Horizons. Thanks for your company. I'm Vaughan Benison. A few weeks ago, we spoke with Blind Citizens Australia President John Simpson and Chief Executive Officer Emma Benison about the upcoming annual general meeting of Blind Citizens Australia to be held towards the end of November. You'll remember that we discussed the fact that uh, there were some positions up for grabs on the board and uh, get your nominations in. They're due on Monday the 19th, but also nominations for the National Policy Council. To find out more about the National Policy Council, we spoke with Fiona Woods, who's currently the chair of the NPC. You're currently on the board of Blind Citizens Australia. That's right. I've been on the board for three years as an elected person and I had a year as uh, filling a casual vacancy before that. I was on the board when it was known as the Council of, um, I think, in fact, NFBCA, so a very long time ago. Um, and I can say a lot of things have changed since then, but um, some of the people are the same, but obviously there's a lot of new people. And I think the passion and commitment to BCA remains the same. Yes, and I think that's really important. And of course, it's fair to say that, uh, you know, generally people who are blind stay blind, right? So they they continue to be involved with these organisations for a long time. And I think BCA is really lucky uh, that it has a, a, a committed group of people, some of whom start quite young, as uh, as you did with your involvement with the NFBCA back in the 90s and, uh, and you know, continue well on past retirement age and, and beyond that. So I think BCA is really lucky to have people who um, at different times in their lives are able to give different levels of commitment. And that's one of the things we're here to talk about today. Fiona, you're the chair of the National Policy Council. Is that a role that you hold as part of your board portfolio? Uh, yes, the National Policy Council, or as we might call it, the NPC, is one of the subcommittees of the board that's actually established in the Constitution. And the board appoints a chair and two other board members. So um, Joanne Schwa and Helen Ferris are the other board members on the NPC at the moment with myself. Um, and then we have on the NPC representatives from all the different states and the ACT who are elected. Let's take a little bit of a step back then. What is the NPC and uh, where did it come from? The NPC has been through various manifestations and um, I think in 2016, slightly before I rejoined the board, um, it was decided to set it up as a subcommittee of the board, uh, mainly because the board, although everyone on the board really loves to talk about all the policy issues that are of importance to blind and vision impaired people, there's actually a lot of governance issues that the board has to deal with, such as finances and uh, corporate management and a whole lot of other things. And so the policy things often sort of just, don't have the time that they require because often what you need is a quite a lot of conversation and discussion and thinking about these big issues. So um, the National Policy Council is the, the body that has the time and the place to think about developing and reviewing the policies that BCA has. When you talk about policies that BCA holds, what does that actually mean for the organisation and for the community at large? Well, the way it happens is the board will think... Uh, we need to have a policy about, um, say, at the moment we're looking at education, but in the past it might have been um, pedestrian safety or public transport. 
there are often issues that have come through recommendations at convention or that we just know that whenever we speak to members of any for any time, we know that there are issues that are of concern to people. And so the board will ask the NPC to work on a policy. And we have some wonderful staff support. Currently, we're working with Jane Britt as our um, national policy officer. So we're not actually expected to sit down necessarily and write the actual policy. But the National Policy Council will develop um, some guidelines or some questions and then we'll do a consultation with members. And we try to consult um, more broadly than just actual BCA members because we realise that we, we want to speak for blind and vision impaired Australians wherever they are. So we'll try to consult with sometimes um, members of blindness service providers or other disability groups. So we're trying to consult as broadly as possible. And then we'll formulate some sort of policy. And again, that, that will usually be sent out for people's opinions. So when we come up with a policy, it's, it's not just something that we've dreamed up because we think it's a good idea. It's something that we've really based a lot of consultation and thought quite seriously about. And the benefit of having a really sound policy is that when BCA is asked to make a submission or to make a public statement or something, we can say quite confidently what it is that people who are blind and vision impaired want in relation to that particular thing. Sometimes we have to say people want different things about this. And a good example of that is mobility parking permits, where there's been a lot of work done recently. Um, some people believe that blind people should have them as of right, and other people say, I'm a blind person and I don't want one. So our policy is that if a blind person wants one, they should be able to get one, but there's no forcing anyone to have one. No one's going to make you get one. Um, so that's just an example where there can be different positions on something. And the other benefit of a really good policy is that an individual person can can go to their local council or their swimming pool or someone they're working with and say, this is what I want and what I want is the same as what every other blind or vision impaired person in Australia would want in this particular area. So it gives a strength to individual advocacy that is stronger than just um, one person saying, you know, this is the idea for what I want. And I guess really in this case, a policy is sort of like a belief statement, isn't it? Rather than a, a a corporate policy, for example, which governs how you will behave and what you will do under a given set of circumstances. It's more a sort of a statement that affirms um, what the organisation as a whole um, believes, isn't it? Yes. And a lot of our policies are based on the Declaration of Human Rights or they're based on the Disability Discrimination Act. Um, they're based on basic human rights and how they would manifest for a person who is blind or vision impaired. And sometimes the, the complication, I suppose, is working out how those things apply in a specific setting. So, for example, there is um, a charter of healthcare rights that all patients in public in, in um, healthcare settings are entitled to have. And we've re recently written a healthcare policy, and the challenge for that healthcare policy is to say, well, all patients are entitled to respect, but if I'm a blind person, what does that respect look like? It's not just the same as uh, a sighted person who gets respect. For me as a blind person, it might involve someone not asking me questions about my blindness if I'm not there for that reason, or it might involve um, treating me with dignity as you offer to orient me around the place. So it may mean different things, although it's the same human right. They can be dry in a sense, but I think if you think about how they apply, they're, they're written... Um, in a language that hopefully um, is accessible to people. We, we try our best to make it so that people can understand what they're saying and that they're not supposed to be legalese-type documents. Hmm. Um, yeah, I think um, I, I think a really good example of that is our blindness service provider expectations policy, which is a very clear-cut 
clear-cut statement of um, what what it is that blind and vision impaired people want from a blindness service provider. And I think anyone can read that and know exactly what it's talking about. It talks about, you know, service agreements and invoices and um, employment opportunities and what sort of fees you're going to be charged in a very clear, clear way. Um, so I, I hope that the policies, although they, they sometimes people say that they're, they're long and they're a bit detailed, there's always the balance between making them too long and too detailed and making them so short that they just become very generic statements about principles which really don't don't say anything or, or don't have enough meat to mean anything to anyone. Mm. We do have a, a um, system for reviewing policies. That's another important role of the NPC. Unfortunately, we're not as always as up-to-date with that as we might like to be. So I think that there was a healthcare policy from about 2005 and we've just replaced that completely. But there's also some policies on our website from, say, libraries. Uh, I think there's an educational one. And some of them are from the early 2000s um and reading them it's amazing to think how much some of those things have changed you know not necessarily what we want but just in terms of particularly digital access and a whole lot of things like that so yeah it's really important that we maintain and update our policies and preferably we don't leave them 15 years to do that but <laughs> that's always a question of resources and of course the more resources we have the more able we'll be to keep up with that absolutely and that resource includes the uh, the appropriate people on the npc what sort of people do you think um having been chair in the last few years really make good uh i guess good candidates for a body such as the national policy council I think people who enjoy really thinking about how different aspects of society impact upon people who are blind or vision impaired. So there might not necessarily be issues that affect you necessarily, but they might be something that you can imagine how they could affect you or people you know or people like you. Um, and you need to be able to think about them from a whole range of different perspectives. So I'm a totally blind person, but I need to be able to think, well, if I was a vision impaired person, what sort of signage might I want in a hospital or what sort of um, issues might be of importance to me, you know, catching public transport? I don't I don't just want everything to be in Braille or, uh, you know, audible audible announcements don't do everything for, for everyone. So I think it's being able to think about things from different perspectives. Um, we don't expect people to actually sit down and write the policies. I guess that's an important thing for people to know. But we do have meetings once every two months. And obviously, if we only met once every two months, it would take an incredibly long time to write a policy. So there's a there's an email group, and a lot of the work is actually done through emails. And um, we, it's really good if people can respond to those emails and actually put in their thoughts. And I think we've had some very productive discussions that way. I might say we don't always agree. There's there's definitely been times where someone said, "Well, look, I can see that we're going to do this, and we need to move on." But I I want everyone to know that I don't agree with this way of doing it, and that's. A really good sign, I think, of a healthy committee because it means people are free to express their opinions. And obviously, sometimes people express their opinion and we all go, oh, oh, I hadn't thought of that. And, you know, the, the view might change. I guess, um, as I've said, it's important that we have geographic diversity and the structure of the NPC caters for that already. So we have people from all the states and ACT. But it's also important to have diversity like, um, you know, people with different le levels of vision, people with different histories of, of how they've come to blindness as you could call it but also less obvious um, differences so people with multiple disabilities or people with language backgrounds that aren't English or we want diversity of gender experience so really we're looking for a range of people there's no one person who's the perfect NPC person and I know sometimes people think oh 
there'd be someone much better qualified than me to do that. I, I'd be interested, but really I'm sure they would want someone else. Please don't think that because quite often, you know, a new person or a different perspective is exactly what we need. And I know I know people with the NPC often feel like they need to have really strong networks and connections with lots of other blindness or blind people. And it can really help in terms of our consultation and knowing what other people think. But BCA is has built quite strong networks itself now and you can you can work into those networks. You don't necessarily have to have your own. So it is really good if you can be involved with a local branch or local people, but it's absolutely not the only essential thing. Which states uh, in particular are you looking for people at the moment? We're looking for Western Australia, New South Wales, the ACT and Tasmania. For people who do want to nominate, how can they do that? Uh, well, I suggest you go to the BCA website and check the position description um, then find two people in that state to nominate you and you have to write 300 words about why you would want to be on the NPC or why people should vote for you um, and send that to the company secretary by the 19th of October. It's quite soon now. It is indeed quite soon. You've got until Monday to uh, get your nomination and have a look at the BCA website. Fiona, thanks for joining us and uh, let's hope you're able to uh, fill all of those positions and uh, good luck with the coming years of uh, the NPC. Thanks, Lauren. It's always a pleasure to speak to you. Fiona Woods, Chair of the National Policy Council and Blind Citizens Australia Board Member. If you'd like to find out more, have a look at the BCA website, bca.org.au, bca.org.au. And as a reminder, those nominations are due by close of business on Monday the 19th of October. Blind Citizens Australia relies heavily on donations from the community and from its members. If you'd like to find out more about how you can donate to assist the work of BCA, have a look at the website once again, or you can contact Blind Citizens Australia on 1800 Phone number 1800 If you'd like to email, email bca at bca.org.au bca at bca.org.au And I'll talk to you again next week. We'll achieve the realization of our dreams, of our dreams.